everybody. Welcome to the Kicking It With Campus Life podcast. My co-host slash producer and I discuss topics like self-care, owning your own business as an artist, creating and more with each other, and some special guests. If this is your first time here, hey, my name is Shay and I'm a junior MBET and vocal performance major. And I'm Caitlin Mannion, the new student programming coordinator in the Office of Campus Life. I help to plan new student orientation and help Shay host the podcast. Okay, so today on the podcast, we are joined by Student Leader of the Year, Ishara Soret. Ishara, we'd love to hear more about you, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you. Um, Yeah, I started at University Arts in 2017, so I am a senior now. I'm graduating this May. It is very exciting and very scary. I lived or live most of the time in Philadelphia, so this is my backyard, but as of right now, I'm in Jersey and it's a little strange. (laughs) I'm a creative writing major, she, her pronouns, and Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Wonderful. Okay, so we do have a few questions that we want to ask. I'm going to go ahead and get into those. My first question is, what has your involvement been like on campus and also with leadership roles on campus? Yeah, that's a great question. I So I felt when I came here, I was a little older. I wasn't the 18-year-old that I think most people come to college as I was 20, I believe. Yeah. And I had already started at another school and I didn't feel as comfortable there as uh, you are. It was just such a great community. And that was always something that I was really interested in is the community that was in the on campus and just around. I had quite a, a nice variety of friends from different majors. Of course, mostly I talked to creative writing majors because that was the program that I was in. But I also talked to MBET a lot. I took a few MBET classes too. And I think that's probably why I I easily talked to them. But also there were some illustration majors, film, theater, dance. I love, I love the dance majors. They have such an interesting way of thinking about things. And I think it's because they think through movement. I've always loved that. But I think mostly it's difficult to feel like you can be involved if you're um, a commuter, which is what I was. And so that was a really hard aspect for me because I wanted to be involved, but I didn't always know how because I was always going back and forth. And still, I I kind of started making it a priority to really just like welcome people in whatever way that I could. So a lot of times in classes, there's a mix, you know, so you have your main classes for whatever major that you have, but then you have like your literature classes and you have your crits and you have your craft seminars and whatever that may be. And I felt like it was really important to not only build a community inside of the school, but also like within those individual classes because they kind of like move from each class to each class. And then suddenly you have one or two people in this class that you know, and you have one or two people in this class that you know. So I definitely reached out within my class rooms and everything, trying to talk to people, especially in like literature classes, because creative writing majors tend to feel like they have to prove something sometimes because they're like, we're the writers, you know, we have to know all the books and we have to know the terminology. And like, I understand that, but it can be intimidating sometimes if you're like a dancer or a theater major and like you 
you want to be involved and you're like I don't know the terminology and I'll just go to them and I'll be like nobody actually knows what they're talking about they just you know everybody just wants to think that they do and I I really wanted it to feel more cohesive and everything so I think that was like one of the bigger things that I did is I made sure no matter what in every class that I was in it was connected and I made a lot of friends from a lot of different majors for that reason and I'm really grateful for all of them. That's actually really amazing. I like that you talked about people feeling like they don't know like the terminology to be able to connect with different majors because I can definitely relate to that because sometimes when I'm like trying to talk to you from different majors I'm like what are we even going to have to talk about like I don't know anything about this person yeah. but um yeah so I'm glad you talked about that and that that inspired me to be a little bit more um outgoing and just talk to people and then maybe I'll learn something <laughs> oh I'm so glad <laughs> okay so I do want to talk a little bit more about leadership so so what leadership roles have you held on campus right so I am the fiction editor for underground pool that is the literary magazine of course it's it launches this week I believe on the 22nd I should know that right because I'm (laughs) I'm in it but yeah the underground poll it was actually this was a really difficult run because it was going to be the first one that was completely virtual because of everything that's been going on so that means that we were looking at a completely different light usually when we do underground poll we we do uh the book the actual printed book and we had different, you know, works in there and everything, but we knew that this had to be different, not just because it was digital, but also because it was just a different time period. And we wanted to make sure we had works that also related to that time period. So I suggested we had a theme and our theme for this year is uh, containment. And even though we have a theme every year, we did it a little differently where we told the writers and the people who wanted to be involved what the theme was beforehand rather than just sort of reading through and picking out a theme that would be in it from before. So it was it was actually a really difficult time period, but I think we managed to do it. And I'm really proud of the work that we were able to do. And yeah, so I say that was my biggest one is being the fiction editor for Underground Pool. And do you mind just telling the folks that may not know what Underground Pool is, what it's all about, and a little bit of its history maybe? Yeah, absolutely. So Underground Pool, for, for first of all, the title or the name of it, I know is a strange one, but actually Underground Pool is in response to a pool that's in Gershman. I don't think many people know about this, but Gershman Hall actually had a pool underground and yeah it wasn't visited a lot I think there was a lot of construction in there after a while but that's what it was uh, relating to and it was sort of a way of like talking about this community thing that was like sort of hidden under the surface but that everybody had access to at the time so that's where the name underground pool came from but it is the literary magazine that creative writing program runs every single year and people submit stories, scripts sometimes, although we don't get many of those, but I'm always like, you should. And this year we actually had a few videos because we were going to be online and like dance videos and music. And that was really exciting because that's not something that we were able to implement other years. And it brought other parts of the community. And I think a lot of people have this, this uh, idea that the people who should be submitting to Underground Pool are 
like creative writing majors and that's never been our goal if you want to submit like go for it we have beautiful artwork and photography in there all the time and now especially we're having music and dances and I think that's something that's going to continue after even you know when I leave and yeah so of course the this year's is always already coming out we have what we're going to put in there but we do it every year and multiple people I, I want you guys to just submit you guys to like everybody should submit because the more people who do the more of a community feeling comes into that one space and it's really beautiful to be able to look through what everybody was able to accomplish wow I know before we started recording you said you were <laughs> like surprised while getting the leadership award but just from like the way you're talking I can just like you just give off a leadership <laughs> essence like I can just tell from just these this short conversation so far <laughs> That's so, so nice yeah I feel like you definitely deserve this award thank um, you no problem. So let's just talking about leadership generally, what does leadership mean to you? For me, so I, a lot of people don't get this from me off of like my first interactions with them, but I consider myself a very shy person, a very anxious person. It takes me a long time to open up to people. And there's a lot of bravery that goes into like being the first to talk. For me because my initial thoughts you know everybody is like what if I say the wrong thing what if I make a fool out of myself or embarrass myself or embarrass you or now we're both embarrassed and what do we do from here I don't know so in the beginning as much as I wanted to speak you know my first year my first semester and everything I felt myself constantly feeling like I was I was like I don't know I had something stuck in my throat you know like I just couldn't as much as I wanted to and I realized that it was the other people around me who did feel more comfortable and who did open up that really made me feel like I was a part of the UARTS community and really made me feel like I, I could be more of myself. And I realized how much I wanted to do that for other people. And so I went ahead and I would push down whatever feelings of self-doubt and, and embarrassment that constantly was running through my head and I just, I would just go and I would be like, this is, you know, this is what, this is what people need. And this is how we can stay connected. And this is how you build relationships. And I've built so many. And also just being like the person to speak up in, in classes sometimes. It's so hard. It's so, so hard. It really is. Especially in like Zoom classes, you know, because if somebody, you get that weird silence that happens where you're just kind of staring at screens and everybody's like well what's gonna happen so it's it really is so hard but it's hard in person too and um and I'm also I tend to be kind of firm in my in my decisions you know like if if I'm in say say a workshop class or something like that and I feel like I have to speak up about something or I have an opinion about something I'll do it in the nicest way, but I, I want to share my opinion because that's the best way for everybody to grow. So I really think that being a leader is about looking past yourself and at what everybody else needs as well. And that's something, I mean, when I do it, I don't go, well, this is me being a leader today. You know, I'm not like, I'm going, I'm doing this so I can get this leadership award or something like that. I'm not, I don't have leadership in mind, but I do know that 
I have these thoughts of if I don't do it, I don't know who else will. And so I'll just put myself out there. And sometimes that's really all it takes. <laughs> wow. I feel like like I feel like I'm at a motivational speech right now. <laughs> this is like so good. Like I think you just saying how you don't think about being a leader when you are being a leader just shows like how natural like of a leader you are. So that's amazing. I'm like very inspired on this day. And Kaylin knows I was struggling this morning. So this is bringing me a lot of joy right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Okay, um, so my next question, um, what's something that you're most proud of that you've done during your time at UArts? Hmm, something I'm most proud of, I'd say I, I was actually, I was just um, thinking about this because I had two theses due <laughs> over the weekend. It was due on Monday. And the reason I had two is because I did my thesis, my thesis in both um, poetry and fiction. And that was uh, quite a, a bit for me to bite off. You know, most people, I won't say most because there were actually a few people in my year who did both, but a lot of people, they decide somewhere through their UWRITES career, which side they want to go, if they want to do poetry or if they want to do fiction. And then you have to do a whole like manuscript basically of whatever it is that you want to do. So to do both, it's putting a lot on your plate. But when I started at UArts, I knew for a fact I was never going to do poetry. I just knew it was never going to happen. I knew I didn't understand it. I didn't like it. I didn't want to write it. I didn't want to read it. And we were, we, we were forced to, in the beginning, you're, you have to do both poetry and fiction for, I think, like a year and a half. Um, and even after that year and a half, I was like, this is not for me. I just can't do this. I don't understand it. And um, a lot of my classmates and my professors were pushing me and they were like, no, you're really, you have this potential, keep going. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Where's this potential that you're talking? Like, I don't see it. But somehow I ended up continuing to take these poetry classes. And so it means so much that I was able to not only write an entire book full of poems, but also poems that I think are pretty good and that I am proud of and that I love and that I've, I've invested so much time and effort and energy into. And I'd say it's, it's, it was a personal goal for me. And I'm, of course, very proud of my fiction as well and how I've grown in that aspect. But it, the poetry was just, it was such a challenge for me and something that I really worked to overcome and also not just have these negative thoughts about and really push myself and I was able to do that and I'm so proud of myself for that so yeah I think that's my biggest accomplishment amazing I can definitely relate to coming into the school like focusing on specifically what I wanted or what I knew I didn't want and then completely switching and loving something that I thought I would like never be involved in so I think that's super cool that's a great accomplishment you should definitely be proud of that one <laughs> thank you but Okay, so, so let's talk about the Student Leader of the Year Award. So what does it mean to you to be the Student Leader of the Year? Well, I was so shocked when I saw that I got it. When I, I was so shocked. I saw things about it. And even when I got the nomination, um, I was like, sure, like, throw my name in the nominations list. Why not? I guess, you know, but to have actually gotten it was just so surprising to me because I felt like, like I said, I don't, I don't think of myself as a leader, I guess. I just sort of go 
for it. I just do whatever it is that I feel like I have to do. So I, I was like really sitting there and I was like, what have I done? And I like talked to different friends and I was like, I got this award and I'm like so thrown by it. I'm so pleased. I'm so, you know, I'm happy, but I, it just completely threw me off. And so I actually did give it a lot of thought. And I guess it's because I... <laughs> I, I'm constantly saying yes to things. Like, I don't think this is needed to be a leader at all, but all the time, like my program director would come to me and be like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, oh God, I have 700 things to do. No, I can't. Sure. <laughs> Every single time. And the reason is because I'm like, if, if they're coming to me, I guess they're coming to me for a reason. And I'm always, always, always putting my best foot forward 100%. I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but I can be very particular about what I want to represent me as well as what I want to represent the program because I think that, you know, the the work that we as the students put out represents the program and then the school as a whole. So I definitely think about those things. And I've really really pushed myself. I think that when you think about a leader, you're thinking about sort of like this P Piper-esque person who is like, come on, y'all, and is like literally leading people. But I think also it's about leading by example. And like, really, the things that I do for myself is are things that I want other people to do as well for themselves. So like pushing myself and making difficult choices for myself and challenging myself constantly which is something that I've done a lot this year, putting myself in positions that might not be the most comfortable to me, but I know are going to make me grow as a person. I think that's something that I've really done and what I've encouraged other people to do as well, because you can see the growth that has come. And therefore, I think it pushes them to do it as well. It's very, it's very motivating. So I think that's what made me student leader of the year <laughs> because I was using this year to the greatest potential that I could. Absolutely and all of your hard work definitely paid off so that's super exciting. I know you talked about underground pool are there any like other projects you're working on currently or like you have in the works for the future that you want to mention? So as I said I, I just finished my two theses and one's in poetry and one is in fiction and even though those aren't like about to be published tomorrow. My goal is that I will be able to publish it soon. I've had friends who graduated and were able to use what they did in the last year, however much time, to bring to different people and like actually get it published. And so that's my goal. At this current moment, my two projects, my poetry one is called Conceal Her. And it's just a, a play on concealer um, because I have a few poems in there that talks about makeup and basically putting on a mask and also like the face that you want to show versus who you feel you are and like these different things. So that's my poetry one because I feel like I really took off the mask for that and I was able to dig into some personal things. So I have this project called Continual Amnesia and it is about this disease that I made up where everybody has to deal with the fact that you can get at any moment a disease that completely wipes your memory and you have absolutely nothing. There's no way to prevent it. And the scariest thing about it is the parallels that it has to COVID and that I started writing it in like 2018. 
So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy that there's a lot of similarities, especially in that there's a strange disease that, you know, takes over the world and it changes the way everybody moves and interacts and thinks. And it's funny how like life imitates art, but also art imitates life because I've taken my own personal experiences with COVID and I was able to put it inside of my writing and see it in a completely new way. So those are the projects that I'm I'm working on. I'm hoping that they'll come out, you know, in in time, in in some time, because I'm still working on them. But yes, Underground Pool is finished. But that means that you'll be able to see it. There's gonna be a link. It'll go out. Check it out. We put so much work and effort, and it really looks amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to Underground Pool and to your poetry and the fictional story. Those both sounded really, really interesting. So I'm like ready to read them. But <laughs> I give the artists their time, you know, make it what it needs to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So another question that I wanted to ask is Do you have any advice that you would give to upcoming students or upcoming student leaders? Yeah. So I'd say my biggest piece of advice is specifically with artists. I think a lot of times we forget to take care of ourselves. You know, we have so many ideas of what our art is supposed to look like and we strive for it and then we we want to perfect it and we're always working on our craft and suddenly it's like you've been working on it all day. You forgot to eat. You forgot to take a walk outside, have a drink of water. You forgot to do something that wasn't that. Maybe you watch your favorite TV show or, you know, play a video game or something. And then, you know, there's a lot of guilt with that as well to to constantly be working and improving yourself and suddenly you're like, oh no, I haven't done anything. And it, it can be a lot and I understand that. And I understand that from a personal level as an artist. So just always take care of yourself. Your art is always going to be there. It is always going to be there. But you, how good can your art really be if you can't like do the hard work for yourself? It's so important. And I think a lot of artists just kind of let it fall away to the wayside but it's like the most important thing so you know if you have to get up and take a breath and like do some yoga or walk outside whatever it is like it's it's really important and especially in this year where there's a lot less social interaction than there were in previous years it's really important to take care of yourself because at the end of the day that's the only person that you have with you at all times so I think that's my biggest piece of advice and advice that I'm still working on myself (laughs) and yeah just lead by example if you're if you're looking to be a leader then taking care of yourself is number one lead by example and continue to do that and you know that way you can be in the best mind state for yourself and your work and also for others that is so amazing advice like (laughs) this whole interview has just been like really good i'm excited for everyone who's listening to hear this once it's actually out yeah i really do appreciate that because that's definitely something that a lot of artists need to hear especially in a pandemic feeling like you have so much downtime that you should be constantly working very grateful that you mentioned that i needed to hear that one definitely (laughs) okay so one last thing i wanted to ask is we talked about underground pool a few times i just want to ask like how can people get involved like who should they be reaching out to who should they be talking to if they want to submit something in the future yeah that's a really great question so usually the person who does it is elise jessica she is amazing she has uh taught me so much as a writer and also as a person 
And I believe she is the one who submitted me for the awards. So, so much, so much thanks to her. She's just, she's amazing. But she runs the underground poll every year and she puts her absolute all into it. So if you ever want to reach out, of course, just you can send her an email. But also, you know, there's tons of emails in, and this is an email heavy year because everybody's online. So a lot of them can get lost and that's unfortunate, but you know, definitely check your email because I think that the emails and the call for submissions go out usually around October, November time. At least that's when it came out this year. And we like to give people, you know, a chance at first to get some writing done and like get back into the school. And then October, November time period is usually when we ask for submissions. So if you, I'd say really, if you want to get involved in everything is to constantly be looking in your email and announcements all over because there's tons of things and sometimes it gets swept up in the in the mass of emails, but um, definitely take a look out. And then, you know, at least Jessica, again, she's amazing. She is very quick with responding to emails. I'm like, you know, everybody, everybody is busy sometimes. So um, but she's very fast and she's thorough and she would have wonderful advice for you. So that's definitely the best person to go to. Amazing. Well, um, I'm sure Caitlin will put some information in the notes of the podcast for everyone who is interested because I know we have a lot of artists who are multidisciplinary and like to write and dance and do everything at the same time. So if you're interested, that's definitely a great way to get involved. Well, Ishara, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Kicking It With Campus Life. I really enjoyed hearing your story. As I kept saying, this definitely inspired me and motivated me and motivated me. And I hope it motivated everybody listening as well yeah thank you for having me this was amazing this was so much fun and it made me also think about uh things that I don't think I always get a chance to think about so of course we appreciate you joining us for this special episode of the podcast our first student leader of the year interview and thank you everybody so much for listening make sure to subscribe and share with a friend all right well that is all for now thank you for tuning into this episode of kicking it with campus life and we hope you come back and kick it with us next week